with the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota Black State. stretch run to Mostert, gets the edge left, cuts back inside. Raheem Mostert has four rushing touchdowns and the most yards Now listening to the Fourth and Gold podcast with Javi and Fern. Try to do what's right and not be affected by any of that. And it's just been interesting to watch. And sure, glad that it's over. I'm glad that we got our guy. I'm glad we feel so good about it. And um, I'm just pumped to get him here. Welcome, Fourth and Gold podcast. We are back. A training camp edition because we're finally here off season is over finally finally finally, finally. (laughs) last time we talked fernando uh fred warner didn't sign yet but he got extended the next day uh trey lance hadn't signed he signed today everyone's in the building everyone is basically healthy couple covid issues with uh manuel mosley kwaski and then two guys on pup with uh, Tavares Moore and Jeff Wilson. We knew those guys would be on the injury report. Other than that, how has your week been? How's everything going on your end, bro? Hey, really good. Really good. Uh, Baltimore with the kids this past weekend, with the family. Uh, Getting through the week, I got a bachelor party this weekend. So this week uh, is dragging a little bit. So I want to keep it moving. So today helped out quite a bit. A lot of content on Twitter, online, press conferences, we're back at it. Football's back. I'm super stoked, bro. Super stoked. Yeah, the Niners are the gift that keeps on giving, right? The <laughs> content just gives it to it just gives it to us. So let's just start off with Fred Warner. Contract is done. Highest paid linebacker in football. The best linebacker in football. Um, this was a no-brainer. This wasn't the DeForest Buckner thing. This was not a George Kittle thing. This wasn't a Trent Williams thing. This was, hey, Fred, we love you. Here is basically everything there, you know, there was no yeah. media thing, you know, for anyone who remembers last year, Kittle's stuff was in the media with Mike Silver. We all know the Trent Williams situation last this past uh, February where he was like, Hey, I was really close to signing with the chiefs. None of that. It was, Hey, let's get this done. Fred is a niner. He is, he's done everything the 49er way. Um, it is important to pay your best guys and he is your best player. In my opinion, he's the best player on the team. Yeah. You know what? I, I couldn't have said it better. He embodies the Niner way. Exactly. He's a leader. He's humble. He works hard. Every time there's a mic in front of him, you know, all he's talking about is let's focus on the present. I'm not worried about the past. I'm not worried about what I've done. Right. He's put up some gaudy numbers, especially in coverage as a linebacker. And he is the most important piece on our defense right now. He is our quarterback of the defense he's running the show and he can do a little bit of everything and what is he 24 25 years old i mean this kid's gonna be he's gonna be locked up till he's 31 um and and he's where he wants to be i mean he loves the organization he talks about the culture he talks about the atmosphere between the players i mean he's a guy that you want leading your defense for the next decade you know and and at least we we got him for five years so by then he'll be 31, and who knows? We might have to lock him up for a couple more years after that as well. Yeah, our guy David uh, from 49ers Goldmine was at camp today. He said, Fred looked great today. I would rather use what Jimmy Garoppolo said. He's looking fucking good, man. Cool. That's, you know, F-bomb Fred is, Jimmy. Yeah, F-bomb Jimmy. We'll get to F-bomb Jimmy in a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other signing, Trey Lance, no big deal here. This was always going to be done. There was no... Real issue. I think at the end of the day, it was $34.1 million over four years, $22 million guaranteed. And then, of course, the fifth-year option uh, for Trey Lance. That's obvious. Third overall pick. You're going to have a fifth-year option. These contracts aren't what they used to be like with Sam Bradford. You know, the holdouts, those things really don't exist unless you're Zach Wilson, who is probably arguing over some language in his contract and making sure he's getting – Something with the way the bonus is structured. Thank God Trey got it done and was at practice today. Also, a lot of really good nuggets on Trey from practice oh, yeah. today. Everything looked really good by all accounts. Very sharp from the rookie, along with Jimmy Garoppolo, looking very, very sharp, decisive, and um, just overall 
a good first day of practice. I think the best thing about practice today was no injuries, right? Nobody's oh hurt. My, oh, my gosh. Yes. Knock on wood. Let's you know. keep this going. Injury-free. Coach was talking about it, right? Let's ramp it up. Let's get these guys back in. Let's not get too crazy. Let's, you know, we'll we'll get the load management. We'll go day by day. We'll keep stacking things on top of each other. So let's keep everyone healthy. It was awesome to see Trey out there, Jimmy out there, the homie Rosen doing his thing as well. <laughs> it was It was fun, man. It was just so much fun to just – see all the content and everyone's reactions on every throw and just everything that they were seeing. So it's it, football's back. I'm just, I'm so jacked up. Yeah. So let's see, let's get to what everyone's really here for. Um, first question off the bat, do you believe Shanahan? He says there's no competition. We're going to get to that. So let's talk about yes. it. Kyle Shanahan did the, the, did the press conference yesterday. Um, if you're on the East coast, actually you're still good on the East coast. It's only 11 o'clock there. But uh, yesterday, the opening press conference with John and Kyle, they were asked about Trey Lance and this competition. So let's get to that. Quarterbacks in terms of divvying up reps. And did you seek any advice from anyone who's kind of had a similar situation going into this at all? No. Um, Cause I mean, I just treat it like I would any other situation. I mean, Jimmy's our, you know, going through OTAs, what he's done. I mean, he's our best quarterback in the building right now. So he'll start out training camp that way. And, um, we got three other guys behind him. Uh, we're going to give Trey the first chance, obviously, um, as the backup. And, um, anytime a guy's playing a lot better than the guy in front of him is when you start to split reps up with that team and start to talk about it. But, um, you know, Trey's had seven practices with us and um, I haven't seen him for 40 days. So um, not thinking about that right now. Just having Jimmy go in, he's our starter and you're going to give all those guys every opportunity to improve. And um, if someone ever looks like they give us a better chance to win, um, we'll make that decision then. Kyle's pretty straightforward. I think he gave himself a whole bunch of outs in his comments. The right now, if another guy gives the opportunity to win, we won't hesitate. And he's been consistent with that. Hey, he's not afraid to start a rookie if he has to, right? If Trey gives you the best opportunity to win, he's going to play. And Kyle hasn't shied away from that. He's been consistent on how he said that. Now, is Jimmy Garoppolo the best quarterback in the building right now? Probably, right? You can probably say that. He's the only one with NFL snaps. Oh, okay, I shouldn't say only one because Sudfield and Rosen. He's the only quality quarterback with NFL game Because <laughs> <laughs> Rosen and Sudfield, I, you know, with all due respect, those guys are where they are in their career for a reason. Jimmy Garoppolo is still a NFL level starter, regardless of how I feel about him for this team. He's still an NFL level starter. Absolutely. You know? So, yeah, I think. Do I believe Kyle when he says there's no competition? Not completely. Because he gives himself the out. Like if if Trey is ready and he thinks Trey is ready, then the competition will happen because he's been consistent with that rhetoric and how he's addressed this entire process since draft day. Absolutely. I mean, this is this is coach talk at its finest. I mean, it's it sends the message. This is our guy. Dot dot dot. Unless someone goes ahead and steps in front of him and starts playing better and we're then we'll make a move. And, you know, we, we have had what Mike person say the same thing, right? Hey, if, if Kyle um, thinks someone gives him the best chance to win, he's not going to hesitate to pull the trigger. I mean, and that's, that's what you want in a coach, right? You don't want him to be stuck in his ways. And he's right though. I mean, Jimmy is the more experienced uh, quarterback of the group in terms of Kyle's offense um, and then at the same time, you know, Jimmy's gone out there and, and he has had some really good moments as a 49er and he's, you know, continues every year that he's there, he's getting more and more comfortable within the system. Um, and we'll talk a little bit later about what some of the things Jimmy said today as well. But I mean, you can tell at least from everyone and everything you're seeing online, I mean, Jimmy's feeling pretty good. He's feeling, feeling pretty confident and he's comfortable he's right now. Man. He is. I mean, he's, he's doing his thing. And he's doing what he needs to do, but Kyle is is set himself up perfectly for the hey, this isn't a competition, this is our guy. But hey, you know the door is always open if someone goes out there and takes takes the helm of this thing and and, and pushes forward and steals that spot. So no competition. I I mean I'm not buying that. I mean there's it's it's sports, right? I mean everything. Every time you're out there, this is competition. Yeah. There's a so you know we'll we'll see how it plays out, but it was good coach talk for the first, you know, um, opening up of camp and whatnot. So that's good. Good coach talk. We're all yeah. right. 
Absolutely. That's going to be my new favorite drop, by the way. I'm just going to use it one more time. It's looking fucking good, man. Like, Jimmy had, like, the Italian, like, it just, like, it all came out. Like, the way he said it, he's like, man, at the end. You can't of it, even just... be mad. Like, it didn't oh. even sound like bad. Sometimes see people curse, and you're like, ooh, I don't know. Didn't even sound bad. It was so smooth. And, I mean, that's a new guy. I'm telling you, this is this is a swaggy Jimmy here, and, and I like all of it. I like it. So, we'll hey, see. Whatever's best for the team at the end of the day. Right. Right. I mean, regardless of how I, I know you're hot. You're hot for Trey and I am too. I I want, you know, there's, we got a new toy, right. And we want to see it out there on the field. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're going to take wins. Of course. And if if we're winning ball games, then, Hey, it is what it is. But if the kid goes out there and wins this thing outright, then at least we know our coach isn't afraid to pull the trigger. If that, if that's how it needs to be. Yeah. And I think that's been the most consistent thing. Like Kyle, the, the Niners, or just Kyle and John in general, like they parse their words really, really carefully, and they're very smart about how they do it. Mm-hmm. They hear dissect everything that they say, but there is certain they give themselves out all the time. You know, they said it last. You know, they said it all last year. Right now, we hope there's a whole bunch of these. Like, nothing is actually certain. Like, hey, he is. This is. This is what's gonna happen. Like, it's always right now. We'll see. We hope. There's always these you know, caveats to how the uh, quarterback situation. Now, if Trey is ready, Kyle's willing to, you know, pull the trigger if he needs to. Great. Awesome. Jim Harbaugh did the same thing with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Granted, Alex Smith had the injury. We don't hope any injuries on anybody because absolutely you've seen all that, you know, with this team. So I am happy based on the practices that Jimmy Garoppolo looked good today. Trey Lance looked good today. I think another real quick touch, you know, touch on, Jalen Hurts there, and looking fucking good, man. Woo! He looked really good, like based on I some mean, of the clips. But I mean, like he looked, he looked in really good shape. He looked lean. Hopefully, he's recovered from his back, the ACL, and all the other injuries that he sustained over his career at Tennessee, Baylor, and then of course as a Niner. So hopefully, the Niners have something where they can roll out Debo, Ayuk, Sanu. Hmm. He's looking Sanu. fucking good, man. That's what everyone's and saying. Heard. But now you have four guys, and Sanu and Hurd are much taller. We talked about this last time. They give them a really dynamic passing. Changes. Exactly. So let's, I mean. Hey, I couldn't have said it better than Kittle. Someone brought up Hurd uh, and possibly doing a little bit of this like wide receiver, tight end, hybrid kind of role. And I loved how Kittle put it. I mean, he just said, look, I mean, you guys know it. He's a freak of nature. I mean, this guy can do pretty much whatever he wants on a football field, a dynamic player. But first things first, like he's got to get on the field. He needs to be healthy. And he looked really good from the little brief clips and from what people were saying today. I mean, he looked spry, he looked healthy. And I've got my fingers crossed because we've got a lot of players on this team that are really nice X factors if they can come and contribute and be healthy throughout the course of the season. And Jalen Hurd's one of those on the offensive side. He is definitely an X factor that could bring another dynamic to this offense, especially, you know, when we start getting, you know, near that goal line and we need, we need to draw up some certain things and we need to muscle that ball in there. I mean, he's a big body that we could throw it up to. So I have my fingers crossed that this kid is ready to go and and go out there and show him because, you know, honestly is this is a big year for him for his career and the trajectory of his career, same way it is for Jimmy. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that have a lot riding on this season and getting out there and, and being productive and Hurd's definitely one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle Shanahan spoke about Jalen Hurd today. Question was asked, did Jalen Hurd have any setbacks during his rehab or recovery? Kyle Shanahan said no, he was good and was able to do individual. He did everything up to team drills. So I was excited to see him out there today. It's been a little bit. Uh, two other guys coming back from injury. Nick Bosa, D Ford. He's looking fucking good, man. Nick Bosa, 8% <sighs> oh body fat, God. looks insanely in shape. Um, I saw some comments. He looks too thin. Listen, he if his body percent his body fat percentage is at eight percent, doesn't mean he lost very much muscle structure, right? It's not like he looks super thin. I think you're looking for more speed off the edge, anyways, right? And it kind of goes into what we'll talk about later on with this defensive line and the depth and what they might be wanting to do with the interior. Yeah. But if that's what they wanted him to do to slim down, be a little bit more, 
lean and maybe it's more maybe he's more pliable this way too right remember he was coming off of a college football season where he was recovering from i want to say it was an abdominal tear yeah so he wasn't like he yes he was getting ready for the season getting ready for the nfl but he had to you know he just had to get himself back to a certain level 2019 he came in looking i'm sorry 2020 he came in looking really good as well he did lose a little bit of weight going into that season wasn't as lean as he is now but maybe that's what they asked him to do hopefully it's nothing where like I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago where they asked Armstead to get down to like 270, which didn't fit him at all. But yeah. in this case, you're looking for an edge rusher. You know, Von Miller is like 245, 255. Uh, D Ford is 242, 245. I don't know where Bosa is, but I would I could I would imagine he's like 260, maybe 255. That's kind of what you want from your edge rusher, anyways. You know, long gone are the days of Reggie White and these humongous edge rushers, Justin Smith and things like that. <laughs> So you're, you're wanting that speed, with especially with the interior pass rush. So he looked really good. Happy to see D. Ford out there on the field. We'll see when the pads get on how he is how he responds to that. But it's a plus to see him out there. You know, from a lot of conversations that I had with some folks, you know, mm-hmm. there was concern maybe he was going to retire, right? Neck, back, severity of the injury. No one really... Um, no one really knew what the injury was. And the Niners still haven't said it. They just said the sensitivity of the injury. Like they yeah. never really, they never really give that out, which is fine. They don't have to. We're not, you know, it's a HIPAA violation, I guess. <laughs> that's the, that's Joke's the thing. Hey, <laughs> um, I, but for look, him to be out there, that's big. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I mean, you could see there was excitement in coach Shanahan's face as he's starting to talk about Bosa and Ford, <clears throat> but he was pretty clear that he's not getting too high or too low on the situation, especially with D right. He's going to, He's going to take it day by day. He's really happy with the progress, especially you've mentioned it, right? The sensitivity of his injury, but they are happy with the progress, but they're not going to rush him. And and they're not, they're going to, they're going to really ease this guy into it until it looks like he's game ready. And if he is, then great. And if not, then, you know, it's not like we were, this entire season was predicated on D Ford being out there. They've made some moves to, to help themselves out in, in the case that uh, D doesn't get out there. But I'll tell you what, man, that Bosa, whoo, even even Kyle smiled when he was like, listen, you know, I don't even know a guy that takes his body, you know, takes care of his body the way Bosa does. So he's never even met somebody. I mean, the coach is talking about Bosa, you know, the way he takes care of himself. He doesn't need to worry about him. He's always going to be in shape. He's always going to be ready to go. And like you said, maybe he leaned down. Maybe it's it's a, a flexibility thing, uh, you know, working on the long lean muscle a little bit more than just this stocky and getting out there. But I, 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 either way, I don't really care. I mean, the, the kid will get himself ready to roll. He's going to put pads on. He's going to continue to hit the weight room and whatever they need to do for his body to, to help himself out and is where, where he needs to be. I mean, that pitcher, he looks really lean. But um, again, you know, a lot of it could be just, hey, flexibility and bend. I mean, he's got the knee surgery. Um, He's had that core core muscle injury right at at Ohio State. So let's see. Let's see, you know, what he brings to the table. But but, you know, that a healthy Bosa is virtually unstoppable. I mean, that dude is bringing pressure every single snap. So I'm not worried about it. We'll see. I'm more worried about them being right. Let's get healthy. Let's get the knee right. And he looked pretty, pretty good from the, the few snaps I saw today. So, and then <clears throat> with Bosa, <clears throat> we're expecting him obviously to be ramped up, right? They're not going to rush him back. And I think mm-hmm. about I'll mention that as well. There's no need to rush him. Um, individuals, what they did, no team drills um, for D Ford or Nick Bosa. Um, they asked him, did you get a chance to see Nick? He looks like he's in pretty, pretty healthy and full go. Kyle says, yeah, I mean, Nick takes care of himself better than anyone I've seen. I've ever been around. I mean, the guy has a one-track mind, and it's awesome. So you need to come in great, and now it's just about you. Now it's just about you've got to know how much time it's been since the injury. Him moving and looking like a player is, like, yeah, player is, isn't an issue. It's just about building it up the right way. So when he gets out there with 22 people, he can react and feel safe if he gets caught in an awkward position. So we'll take our time with them and be smart the Niners are very, very cautious this offseason with guys with previous injury concerns. I'll tell you, though, man. They weren't before, you. but yeah. I mean, they seem very, very determined just to get guys to week one. Like, let's get to week one. <laughs> please, and get to week God. four with, you know, please. nothing crazy. 
<clears throat> yeah, let's keep people healthy. But I loved Kyle's smile. I mean, if you if you haven't seen it, I mean, you watch it when they ask him the question about Nick and D. And if he went ahead and, and got a chance to ch- check him out or at least see him. And yeah. he talked about glancing over there. And he smiled, man. I mean, he's, you could tell he's excited. But number one thing with this team is health. If we are healthy, I mean, this is one of the best rosters in football. Easy if we are healthy. And so let's knock on wood. A lot of these guys, especially the guys that were coming off injuries, continue to talk about them working on their lower bodies, ankles, knees. You know, uh, I believe um, Debo was talking about yoga, uh, starting to do yoga for his lower body and stretching and, and really this flexibility. I mean, these guys are investing in themselves, working on their bodies constantly, and, and they don't want to be injured. They want to be out there, especially, man, it just when I saw Debo's face, when he, he seemed so excited to just be out there playing again. And he was like, hey, with these injuries, it's felt like it was over a year since I've been able to play football. So, I mean, there's just so much excitement, especially on the defensive side, because that's where, I mean, we were just murdered on the defensive side of the ball last year. So let's get these guys healthy. Let's take our time. Let's use the depth that we've added, and we'll talk about that as well. But let's use that depth and take the load off of these guys and make sure that we're healthy for the long haul so we can go out there and contend. Yeah, absolutely. I I really liked what Debo said about, you know, being with KB, doing the yoga yeah, um, being more flexible, being more pliable, and then he—I you know, think he—the biggest thing with Debo, he addressed the whole, um, you know, wanting to take these deep shots because there was a, a comment on Twitter <laughs> or online about people <laughs> being a gadget player, which is, which is out of necessity, right? He can do both, and that's and that's not a problem. It's not a bad thing, right? But if you go back to 2019, there's several games just based on some of the film review that I did. You know where he's not getting the ball, but he's winning his one-on-one matchup down the field. Uh, Saints game, uh, third and two, right before the fourth and two, he smokes Lattimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday Night Football against the uh, Seattle Seahawks, smokes Griffin. Week seventeen, smokes Griffin again. Uh, he got Xavier Rhodes pretty good in the playoff game uh, for the Vikings. Um, I'm not, yeah, yeah. In 2019, he got him pretty good. He did it against uh, Jair Alexander, against Green Bay. Like he has these moments. It's just the ball hasn't gotten there to him. You know whether yeah. whether whether he's not the first reader. You know maybe maybe he's just not in the play or whatever. But those plays exist where Debo's winning downfield, and we should see more of that. Uh, hopefully in the twenty twenty one season. Yeah, uh, the big thirty five yard reception. That's a big deal. You know, it's not often we we see stuff down the sideline, down the field. We see everything down the middle, down the field. So those yeah. extra, you know, if that's something that Kyle's trying to implement this year, and hopefully Jimmy or Trey are willing to pull the trigger, great. Because today it seemed like Trey pulled the trigger on two of them: one forty-yarder to Kittle and one thirty-five-yarder to Debo. So that's a big plus, and you know, it's it gets you up in the morning. You know, it gets you get you excited. Yeah, feels great, baby. You know, <laughs> so. you know, I, that was I. I loved hearing Debo talk about his game plan for himself in the off season. And really talking about working at getting out of his breaks. I mean, he wants to show people, even though he knows he is a, a, a very good wide receiver and not just some kind of gadget player on these end around tosses and that like he can do so much more than what he has done, especially this past season. But let's be honest. I mean, last season, the quarterback play wasn't anywhere near where it needed to be. And so, you know what? We needed to be a little creative, and he was one of those those players that could just he, he can run the ball, he can catch, he he can he takes the hit, he can keep it moving. But he is a wide receiver. He wants to be able to get out there. He's working on getting out of the breaks. He's worried about his body, right? He doesn't want to be injured. He wants to be on the field, working on his hamstring, his hips, his ankles. Like you said, we talked about yoga. This guy's trying whatever he can to make sure he's available every week, and he is becoming more of a complete wide receiver. Um, and, and I'm excited for him because people have definitely, especially, you know, via Twitter and whatnot, have really shit on him a little bit with regard to what, what he is as a football player. Yeah. And I'm excited to see him prove people wrong this year. Yeah. It's just, he's got to stay healthy. I think Debo, <clears throat> Debo was our wide receiver one on the back end of 2019. 
Mm-hmm. Um, 2020, obviously, he breaks his foot, never really gets right. And when he does play, he's an X factor. You know what I mean? The Rams game, Patriots game. There's a couple. Yeah, both Rams games, actually. He's the reason we won the first one. You know, mm-hmm. late in the game, they need the end around or need those push passes from him. He gets the extra yard. He breaks tackles. He does what he does. Um, so, yeah, Debo is a, you know, and for this team, he's wide receiver too. And that's what you want out of your wide receiver too. If he gives you these Brandon, I'm sorry, Anquan Bolden type vibes, that's kind of what I get from him, but much faster, right? Debo was like a four, four, five guy where Bolden was like a four, seven. So, um, and can I talk the praise that Debo had when he talked about Brandon? I mean, oh, yeah. like he talked about Brandon can do it all. You know, they're, they, you know, they, they talking about him coming off the ball a little bit more and working on those types of things for his game. But pretty much you, you get the vibe. I mean, this guy has got the route running. He's got the hands. Uh, he was saying, I mean, if he can work on a, one or two things, I mean, this kid's practically unguardable. And, and I love that. Like, this is not like, well, I'm wide receiver one. And he's like, no, these are these are two really good football players. And he's showing a lot of love for Brandon, which is another player. I'm super excited for him to see what what he does. If our offensive line um, performs and everyone's healthy, I mean, there there's going to be plenty, plenty of options for our quarterbacks to go to with so many weapons on offense. And I just can't wait to see the progression for these two wide receivers because we definitely have one and two. We definitely have wide receiver one or two locked up. So I feel good about that. Yeah, we have one and two locked up. Three is in limbo, whether Sanu is the guy or not. Mm -hmm. And then Jalen Hurd, we hope, 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 he gives you, you know, 10, 15 snaps a game, whether that be lined up in a tight end position, lined up – you know, lined up in a in a wide receiver position, lined up in the backfield because he was a running back at Tennessee, right? Yeah. He was out rushing Alvin Kamara in Tennessee. If anyone remembers that. So, you know, this is a this is an exciting time for the 49ers. I know it's just day one and everyone's super excited. I know I am. I usually don't get too too hype, but it's it's hard not to because we haven't Dude, had a rookie. You don't lie. You get excited. You're time. always excited. You, you know, get excited. I was I was I was honestly before the before the trade to three, I was down on this season because I was like, "Oh my god, what are we gonna do?" Right? Because you don't know the the future, of Jimmy Garoppolo. You don't know, you know, can they afford this player? Can they afford that player? Can they do this? Can they do that? They did a whole bunch of stuff so off season. In my, you know, we gave it grades. I gave it a B. Right? They got everything. The only thing I think they were missing was an edge rusher, and I think yeah. that's something they should still be looking at. They should probably find one more. Yeah, um, that's the one thing too for me. Yeah, but, but for, or another corner. But for the most part, I'm more excited now because we have a rookie quarterback. And whether Jimmy Garoppolo is here or not, I think just the excitement of having a guy who can be potentially 10 to 15 year guy mm-hmm. is really exciting. I know we all thought Jimmy was the guy. The Niners don't feel that way. They think he might be the guy this year, and then next year they'll figure that out. But it's it's just exciting, man. I, I don't. Speaking about that, you know, the, the having a quarterback of the future, potentially, um, you know, we've been down that road where we thought we've had a quarterback of the future and that hasn't panned out. And then you get Jimmy and that doesn't seem to have panned out, especially with picking a quarterback at three. But, you know, I, I, I'm listening to these questions that people are throwing at Jimmy and it always like eventually it comes down to like, Hey, well, you know, the Niners were looking for Stafford and they were looking at Watson and they were looking here and there and everywhere and they end up drafting a quarterback. And I tell you, I've said it before when we've talked in the past, Jimmy handles those questions better than I could fathom a human being answering those questions. He is the epitome of a professional, of a QB1. I mean, that guy's. I'm not going to hold back information from him. This relationship's going to be organic. Um you know, this is a business, you know, they're doing what they need to do. I mean, this, he answers every question yeah. perfectly when it comes to this situation, <laughs> because I'd be like, listen, man, I'm, I'm hey, your coach says it's not a competition, but this is the NFL. Every day is a competition. I'm going to go out there and show why I'm the starting quarterback of this team. But no, I mean, he does it with so much class that honestly, there's a lot of Jimmy haters. And look, you know, we we've been critical. We've been very critical. Mm hmm. But 
I mean, that guy, he he's is a, a pro. He's a leader. He's a pro's pro. And we, we're the only thing we're looking for is for him to expand that offense a little bit more and feel comfortable in the pocket and make some quick reads and take some shots down the field with a little bit more accuracy than what he's done, especially look, I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt every, you know, the ankle, the ankle was so much worse than what we thought. Right. I mean, we had, uh, you know, things are coming out now that this thing was practically (laughs) falling off his leg. I mean, I don't care, but look, all, all I care about is whatever quarterbacks under center is doing the job at in a high level and he's being an efficient quarterback. And the only thing that got me excited about Trey was the, the improvisation that he brings to an offense because yeah. Kyle can, Kyle can scheme it up better than anybody. So it, it's a matter of that improvisation. And Jimmy touched on that today. I mean, he, he talked about that, that, Hey, you know, he's getting, he's definitely feeling more comfortable in this offense. He's seeing the understanding when the play breaks down where the guy should be, right? Where are some of his other outlets and where they should be at this point in time as he's running around trying to find that. And look, I mean, that's a, that's a I can't imagine playing quarterback. I, I mean, it's, it's the hardest position in the, in sports. In sports, yeah. You know, and, and all of sports. So to have to think of all those things so quickly in your head, I mean, Look, I mean, if Jimmy, if it's slowing down for him and he's feeling more comfortable and understanding where each and every single receiver, tight end, running back is going to be, then, hey, let's let's see how this plans out. But, I, you know, we all did expect Jimmy to have a pretty good, you know, training camp. So this is only day one and we all expected him to perform pretty well. But let's see how this goes, continues. But I'm excited. I mean, if 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 Jimmy wins this job, that means he's out there balling. And now we've got a stable of quarterbacks where we don't have to worry if, if someone goes down for a couple weeks and we're going to be okay. Not like in the past where Jesus Christ, like I, I, Mullins Lord, like we were, that was rough, man. Like we, we actually have a quarterback room where we have our number two is a potential starter. I'm going to crack this beer. You're you're cool. I'm I'm having a great time right now. So (laughs) I finished that one real quick. So I'm going to crack this one, but I'm, I I have a, Roman Coke, so you're good. Oh, you're classy. All right, I got a. It's called psychedelic astronaut. You're an out here. I can't do it. Yeah, it's my wife and kids. I used to not, but now I need something stronger. It hits me a little. Yeah, quicker. I, yeah. I stopped drinking beer. It's more, yeah. It's Florida Caña, which is the rum. It's really good. <laughs> but look, dude, I'm I'm telling you, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm really excited about this team and everyone. It's fucking good, man. Everyone, yes, everyone on this team seems to be really excited, and even the guys like Sanu. And I don't know if we're gonna, if you want to touch base on Sanu. Yeah, but we can get to it. I mean, shit, everyone's like, this dude looks like Atlanta Sanu, and that's what we were a, hoping. This is Atlanta Sanu. Oh my god. my god! Then we got our three. We got our three, mm-hmm. and we're gonna be damn good because if it's Atlanta Sanu, I mean, this guy's got hands. He's gonna run Chris Sprouts, and look if, as you could imagine, as a wide receiver you know, a, a really bad high ankle sprain, just like a quarterback. That's a, that's a tough injury. And if, if they're saying he just wasn't, wasn't right at all. Look, I mean, sh- shit. If he's looking like Atlanta Sanu right now and everyone seems to be real fired up for him. Even Debo was pissed when he got cut last year. Yeah. I'm, I'm jacked up. I mean, if we can go D Brandon Debo and Sanu, with kit, I mean, let's go, baby. I'm uh, let's and have adoption to throw herd in there. Like that's some bad mofo. <laughs> you really step, step in drops. your game, I mean. You're stepping. Awesome. That's it. Um, to go back to what you said about Jimmy Garoppolo being a pro, absolutely. Yeah. So the fi- I think the final question of this press conference was, which is, again we did it a couple episodes ago. Like, shout out to the Bay Area media guys. They do a great job. But my God. The first, the first time it was like an asshole type question, but this one, I don't know who. I, I no offense to anybody. You're saying whatever it is you want to say, and you have the balls to ask a question. I don't know the guy's name. I think it was Eric Branch again. I have to, I have to go back and listen to it. That's really like a nice guy, but he, that, yeah, you that's have to get bold, these questions out though. I, that's what I mean. You got to say it, and this is where these guys have these. I mean, I, I couldn't say it the way he said. I would have like tried to sugarcoat it so much. Like he just laid it out there, and I'm like. 
Ooh. We get these uh, Chicago credentials. We're asking these questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed. So close. Hey. Uh, the So the, the last question of the press conference, uh, the expectation is that at some point, someday, Trey Lance is going to replace you. And you probably <laughs> have the sense of that. Where is the line? Like, do you go and say, hey, Trey, when you did this, you know, you really shouldn't be doing that. It's like, how mentor can you be? Should you be? Is there a, a line there? Um Jimmy, his response, pro response, as always. Uh, I know what you're saying. Honestly, I try not to put too much thought into that, like the specifics of it. I think that stuff just comes naturally, and it's not like I would ever hold something away from him. You know, I don't want to tell him this type of thing. It's just when you let it happen organically, and that's what kind of we've done, I think that's when it's at its most natural, and you can really build a normal relationship between two people. And so it's, yeah, I wouldn't want to. I don't want to draw a line anywhere or anything like that, but anything he needs, I'm willing to help him. I think Nate and Josh are the same way. We've got a good group, good room right now in the QBs, and it's fun to be around. Professional. I, I professional, mean, professional, professional. Now, is Jimmy Garoppolo probably bothered that they drafted a quarterback? Who wouldn't be? Right? You got traded to you, you backed up Tom Brady. You were supposed to be the heir. Tom said, fuck you, no. Uh <laughs> so hey, Bill calls. Hey. Kyle, I know you can take care of this guy. Can you want him for a second round pick? Cool. He gets traded to the Niners. He sits for two weeks, comes in, throws his test down against Seattle. We're off to the races. Wins five games. Yeah. Gets a huge contract. We all, you, I, everyone in the comments probably thought this was the guy. This was this was everything, right? 2018 comes, he gets hurt, sucks. But you still have hope. 2019, Super Bowl, 2020, injury. You know, I think he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a decent quarterback. Like, I'm not just someone you're going to throw away. Sure. Like some of us thought like, I like, did I want the Niners to go draft a quarterback? Absolutely. Because you can't keep losing games and you can't keep rolling out Nick Bones and CJ Beathard. No, no, right? no, no. Mm-mm. And you know what? So I, I mean, I feel bad. For, I kind of feel bad for Jimmy, but this is, this is the game. And this is something that I learned over the course of this podcast. Like I used to be a really big homer. I think you and I both know I was more positive than I used to be. Right. <laughs> I was the, the optimist, and now you know, this kind of rolls reverse here with us. It's true, it's um, true. I have to pick you up sometimes. Tell you to tell you to. <laughs> but it's like Jimmy's done everything. I think Jimmy's done everything right as a in the media offseason. Like he's he's a good human being. It's just he's not on the field enough. So of course they're going to make a move. That's Jimmy, it. You got to understand. He understands that. And I think he's handling it great. And you said it on one of your tweets. Like Jimmy's not fighting for the Niners' job. I mean, he, he's fighting for this year's job, right? He's fighting for sure. his quarterback role. He's fighting for the next job, too. Yeah, and this the, the entire trajectory of his career is dependent on this season, right? If he loses to a rookie, look, I mean, he's going to get – he'll probably get a, a starting job somewhere else. But, I mean, what franchise, what are the players that he's going to be surrounded with? Is he going to be able to compete at a high level with the people that are around him and win football games? Because, one – that's that there's stats and then there's winning football games. And Jimmy, Jimmy wins football games when he's healthy and he's on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the team on both sides, granted, you could say it's the defense or the, like the, regardless, we win football games if he's healthy and on the yeah. field. And that's number one, right. As a quarterback, you just, you got to get a W. You, I mean, even if you're struggling a little bit, you got to find ways to get a W and, and for better or worse, Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy was a part of a lot of wins. So he is now at this in, backed into this corner where who knows what the next job might lead. And it's probably not going to be better than this. I mean, he, he's got a great a situation here. Yeah, Rod, no. yeah, exactly. I mean, he's got an awesome situation. He doesn't, he doesn't want to go, but with all of the deals that have been made and the drafting of Trey, I mean, the writing's on the wall that this isn't forever. I mean, this isn't a long-term relationship, but he needs to go out there and ball and show everybody, make this really, really, really hard on the 49ers to part ways for him. And even if that means putting Trey on, on ice for another year or so, I mean, I don't know how this is all going to pan out, but this is a massive year for him. He needs to be a pro and then he needs to go ball the fuck out. And if he does those two things, he's going to be okay because at the end of the day, then he's going to show his worth. The Niners are going to get something pretty nice in exchange for him because of that. And look, if we get a season with Jimmy as our starting quarterback and, and he stays here this entire season, 
we're winning football games and we're contending for for a championship. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I'm 100%. I have been from the jump. It's all about is Trey going to beat you? And he better not beat Jimmy. Jimmy has all the advantages in this one. He yeah. knows the offense. He's been here. He understands it. He has relationship and rapport with the wide receivers and the tight end. I mean, he knows this. If this kid goes out and beats him, then that changes the entire trajectory of his career. So this is tough. And look, it isn't his job to mentor Trey. We remember the Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. And, and Jimmy Garoppolo is not Brett Favre. You know, there's a difference between mm-hmm. like the Tom Brady's and Brett Favre. Like, hey, you know what? No, don't go out and fucking draft. Aaron, even Aaron Rodgers, right? With uh, uh, Jordan Love. I mean, those guys, there's only so many of those type of echelon quarterbacks out there. Even today in the NFL, there's only a handful of those kind of guys. Four. Right. And if there's four, then you can't be mad if you're one of these other quarterbacks and your team drafts a quarterback because it's an expensive position. And unless you're one of those top four quarterbacks in the NFL, then your team's got to find ways to continue to improve a roster and they can't afford to keep that second tier type of quarterback for that much money for how long, you know, how, how many games are we winning? I mean, we got to take a chance. We got to try and find that top notch quarterback. And, you know, we remember Brett Favre saying, it's not my job to get Aaron ready. Yeah. And it is not Jimmy's job to do that. But Jimmy said, I'm not going to withhold information from this. The kid asks a question. I'm going to answer it. I mean, he's going to go and be a pro. And that's what I love about Jimmy. I want him to also go out there and fucking ball. And I want to make this really interesting. I want to see the tweets every day of completions and touchdowns and interceptions and Trey. And I want to hear all the conversation to nausea. Like, I I really want that because I want to know how ready is this kid. And I want to know how healthy and how much has Jimmy improved. Because going into last year, you and I talked quite a bit on what we were looking for Jimmy. We knew the defense Mm -hmm. might have taken a step back. Like, what we got in 2019 was surreal. Like that that defense was surreal. And even the defenders of the defensive players in the press conference were talking about, you know, Fred Warner. Let's say that we can't be 20. If we're all constantly continuing to look in the rearview mirror and try and be the 2019 defense, like that's not how this works. In the NFL yeah. is what you what are you doing today? Last year's done, the year before is done. We need to go be the best we can be with our unit today. So in general, this team and Jimmy and everyone needs to go out there and put their best foot forward and, and try and win some games. And Jimmy needs to go out there and be healthy. I mean, and, and be the best player that he can be and take a step up. Cause that's what we were looking for. We were looking for the defense to not play at as high of a level, but looking for Jimmy to just take a little step up, yep. cut down those interceptions and, and hit a couple of those big plays that we were looking for, you know, and, and unfortunately he wasn't healthy and he just didn't look very good last year. Yeah, so if this is like, so real quick, the four quarterbacks, though, that can't be replaced, or, well, one of them is replaceable because he's yeah. older. Uh, yeah. Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers. Rosen. Russell. Oh, Russell. Not Rosen. <laughs> Russell. Okay. So th- those right. would be the four. Like, those are my four, and I think everyone would agree there. Obviously, you're going to look to replace Tom Brady eventually because he's, like, 55. Um, <laughs> but, Dude, something. you know, to your point about what, we, what you and I discussed off air plenty of times, you know, we were expecting – if this is Madden, right? If Jimmy Garoppolo is a 75, I need him to be an 80. Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. Like, just a and little I better. It, I've said it on this show plenty of times on other shows. Like The Niners just needed 5 to 10% better out of Garoppolo in 2020. If he was fully healthy, maybe he would have got that. Can we get that now? Maybe. And maybe the defense could take a small step back. Like, hey... Yes, they were second in DVOA on defense in 2019 and sixth in 2020. Sixth with Nick Mullins throwing interceptions all over the damn place. Yep. Right. If if Garoppolo can cut down the the interceptions and the fumbles, I think it was a total of 19 turnovers from Jimmy Latt in in, in 19. That's a lot of turnovers. If you cut that down to like 11, you're saving your defense. You're extending drives. You're able to do a lot more. So if Jimmy's a 75 in Madden, we want to have those weekly upgrades to where he gets to like 80, 81, 82. And that could be the difference between hitting that third and five in the Super Bowl, the one to Kittle where he's wide open. Yep. Or what we saw in the Super Bowl in 2019 where he didn't hit that throw. So that's all. I think that's, I think it's a fair assessment. 
to yeah. say, hey, look, we just need five to 10% more. And it's not, I don't think it's hating on Jimmy Garoppolo when during this entire offseason. It's just, I think there's part of the fan base is like, no, they would never replace him. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, it's, the guy hasn't been available, and that's the biggest issue with Jimmy. He hasn't been available. When he plays, he plays on an average level. You know, he is a tier two, tier three quarterback. That is just is who he is at this point. And you can win with that because we've seen it. But yeah. at one point, do you say, hey, we got to rip this off and start over and hope to find an upgrade? Because that's the big teams thing. out there that would do it. Baker Mayfield's on that list. Kirk Cousins on that list. Ryan Tannehill's on that list. Like that's his tier. He's in that tier with those guys. Yes, they're good enough to win with, but they're looking for the next girlfriend. Or the yeah, wife. And that's that's the big one because in this market, the quarterbacks quarterbacks get paid way too much money. And if you are the Jimmy Garoppolo and you're in that tier two, tier three, you're still getting paid so much money that a franchise has to consider drafting a young quarterback and saying, <clears throat> can we get comparable return early enough on while he's in a rookie contract that we can go, you know, beef up offense, defense, and put a be- our best foot, fo- best foot forward and go out there and try and compete. Can we get similar return? Because no, it isn't an Aaron Rodgers or a Patrick Mahomes or a Russell Wilson. Like those guys, you can't find them that easy. I mean, those guys don't come around very often. So, I mean, it, it, to say, why would the Niners even go looking for a quarter? I mean, that's just silly. I mean, he's taken up a lot of our cap space and you had an opportunity to go out there and get a young quarterback who, who I truly believe can do a lot of the things that Jimmy can do. And who knows at what level, maybe even at another level, but I do know athletically he offers a whole nother element that Jimmy just won't be able to do. And that's no, no offense to him whatsoever. So Let's uh, let's play this by air. And the Niners, we've said this, they're willing to eat that salary. Let's go out yeah. there and try and win right now with Jimmy. Jimmy yeah. wins his job. Let's go out there and win with Jimmy and let's see what happens. Yeah. And, if, and yeah. If, if, if Jimmy is 75 <clears throat> on Madden and Trey's 75 on Madden, then, you know, we, we have a, a true competition and we figure Kyle will figure it out. Uh, to your point about the contract, though, I think Albert Breer put it best. You know, you know how the tweets are. Tell me this is something without actually saying it. You know, the Niners have invested on four players. Eric Armstead, five-year, $85 million. George Kittle, five-year, $75 million. Fred Warner, five-year, 95. Trent Williams, six-year, $138 million. This is a team that is built around a rookie contract at quarterback. Mm-hmm. So whether you <clears throat> so whether you are, you know, if, if an opportunity comes for the Niners to make a move with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think they would do it because – have to you have to you we have got to optimize and then exactly at the end of it nick bosa is eligible for his second deal at the end of 2022 so we are right around the corner from paying bosa god knows how much that guarantee is going to be because the floor on that one's 120 million guaranteed because that's what my miles garrett got and if bosa gives you 15 sacks this year and is a 15 sack guy again in 2022 you are going to come out of pocket jed york a lot, and I think he'd be very happy to write that check for an all-pro uh, edge defender. So the Niners are in a great spot. They have a veteran quarterback who can get the job done. He just needs to stay healthy, and they have a rookie quarterback yes. by all expectations, Is was and is the smartest quarterback in this draft class. And he's very physically gifted, so we should see, we should hopefully see the future of the 49ers be very, very bright. Um, we have got to 47 minutes on the show, which is fine. Let's get to the last thing. <clears throat> okay. Um, well, a couple of things. Shout out to the Niners for getting over 90% vaccinations. So Let's now go. you don't have to worry about a whole bunch of other stuff. The, the NFL came out with punishment for that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm, first of all, I'm not buying anything the NFL is selling about canceling games. You really think they're going to cut a check back to ESPN, uh, NBC, Fox, and CBS? Absolutely not. They ain't canceling yeah. shit. Dude, we yeah. were playing with third stringers last year against the Packers because of COVID. I mean, they don't, they're they're playing football. They're getting yeah. paid regard. <laughs> they're gonna do whatever they need to, whoever they need to bring up and play. The bodies are gonna be on the field and football is gonna happen. Yeah. Um, one player to touch on real quick, Mike Lagunchi. I think he's the comeback player of the year for the team. I 
I'm actually so excited for him because the tape last year was so atrocious at times that I I had a hard time being finding something positive. Like I'm like, Run oh blocking. my god, this is yeah, cat. Yes, <laughs> there it is. Because pass blocking was not it last year, and hopefully, you know, even Kyle had some things to say about Banks. Right, he touched on Banks a little bit, and I'm hoping that the familiarity with Banks and McGlinchey kind of settles McGlinchey a little bit and he can get back to basics and get out of his own head. Cause I really think that's the thing. It's you're not going to be perfect. It's not going to happen, man. You're a much better player than what we saw at times last year, especially in pass protection. But you know, the 49ers are also going to take their time with banks. So who knows, you know, let's hope banks ends up winning a position, a starting spot, but you know, there, there's a there's a chance that that might not happen, and it's just going to be on McGlinchey to to take a step forward this year. And I think, I think he will. The way he ended last year, and then and it, how he talked, he seemed very very driven on correcting some of these wrongs and getting himself back to to playing football the way we would expect McGlinchey to play at, at his draft position. I mean, we we need we need more stability from him. More consistency, I should say. And this is a big year for him. Exactly. So if if there's gonna be a year that he goes out and balls, this is it's gonna be it's gonna be this year. Yeah, he looks like he put on some weight, looks to be in good spirits. You know, he talked about COVID and how it affected him. And I we had Joe Staley on and you know, he discussed it like, hey, he's a gold domer. Sometimes he overthinks things. (laughs) It's where it is, it happens. And we all have our um issues when it comes to our jobs. You know, we might overthink a few things. So Shout out to McGlinchey. I didn't think he was super terrible. If you have 65 offensive snaps and he has four bad ones, it's not that bad. But those four came at the worst times, right? They that were rough, cool. man. There were some really rough. The Dallas game, tape, the Washington one, rough the Saints. There's... The Saints game might have been the worst one. But, you know, hopefully he looks like he's put on some really good Let's weight. put it in the past. Let's, yeah. you know, let's let the guy go out there. still young. You know, I mean, he's looking fucking good, man. Yeah, I mean. He looked focused today. I mean, he looked he looked focused today when the camera was on him. So let's see what happens. But so, all right, last last before we get out of here. Okay, okay. The best on this team, in my opinion, is the interior defensive line, and the possible rotations that the 49ers can use. I was watching some Carolina cutups. Yeah, Zach Kerr stands out so much. Um. And, of course, we all know about DJ Jones. Mm-hmm. We all know about our Kevin Gibbons out of Penn State. Uh, Kinlaw, obviously, the ability to put Armstead inside on third down. Do you think – now, I'll ask Leo Luna on the Oh Hey Here podcast. So you can check that out on Niners Nation. Oh, hey there. Um, That's it. Check it out. That's, <laughs> yeah. It is fire. Um, I asked Leo this question. <clears throat> I'm asking you this question. Do you okay. think the 49ers are valuing – interior pass rush more than edge pass rush based on their acquisitions and have they changed their defensive philosophy with the front four? It's a great question. And I, I think, I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. I I think they're very focused on the interior side of the ball. Um, I don't know if they're trying to, to be more of a, a stout, run defense, making sure we're not giving up big plays within the run game or just really just taking bodies, big bodies that are going to require multiple offensive, you know, really put pressure on these offensive linemen. But they have made the acquisitions. You mentioned Kerr. I mean, the film on Kerr, I I talked to you a little bit about it yesterday. I mean, this guy, he's good. He's strong. He's really good with his hands. And shout out to the University of Delaware, Blue Hens, baby. I mean – that's that's where Kerr went. I mean, this dude, he looks solid. I mean, he looks really, really good, and he's a big body to go in there. I think that's a, that's an area that they want to solidify, and they want to be able to rotate some really big bodies and stuff them in the middle uh, of that uh, of our defense and really anchor it from from the inside out, as opposed to vice versa. Because there were so many times where. Even if we were getting pressure last year, I mean, we'd get cut up in that run game uh, a bit. And I, I think they're just trying to really put some big bodies in there to uh, to kind of solidify the interior line. And and look, I mean, I, I'm looking through. I saw some some rankings of interior line. 
Um, and we were ranked the ninth, the ninth best defensive line in the NFL. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know if you think that's too low for us, if that's right where we would be. Um, I, mean, I, can tell you, I can tell you who, who they have listed. Yeah, put the list out. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So you want to do this? Let yeah, me pull this one through back. Nine. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me pull it back up here. I just. I would assume Washington and Pittsburgh are in there. Pittsburgh was one, right? Okay. So Pittsburgh was one. Washington was two. Okay. Tampa was three. Okay. The Rams were four. Okay. The Eagles were five. Yikes. The Bears were six. Yikes. The Jets were seven. The Saints, the Saints were eight, and the Niners were ranked ninth. And this is a PFF. That's their preseason ranking. That's their ranking 32 NFL defensive line units ahead of the 2021 season. Who is that? 10? Is who is 10? The Denver Broncos. I mean, and, Cle- be- and Cleveland was 11. So what do you do you think that that's because we're we're talking about our interior line and we're talking about the acquisitions and I know last year lots of injuries right especially on the edge lots of injuries you know, not having Bosa not having Ford Kinlaw's yeah. a rookie Armstead's having to play out a little wider than than probably what we'd like for him to to be playing I mean there was a lot I mean even and I and shout out to Armstead because after getting rid, after moving on from a guy like Buckner, and then to have you know a subpar um, season that I would say he would think was subpar, but you have to think about in flux all the different players that he was playing next to, and this his season is going to be predicated on that. I don't think Armstead is the Batman of a defensive line where he mm. can just go out there and just straight manhandle. I think he's the Robin. Like, I think he needs, he needs help from other things and then yeah. he can be super special. And you saw that when we had Bosa and Ford and DeForest and then him, and then he really blossomed when it just wasn't reliant completely on him. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we're nine, more like- I, you know, I don't know if that's the homer me to think like we're a little better than that. And people keep forgetting, but I don't know. So I, I think, Okay, no issue with Pittsburgh and Washington. Okay. None whatsoever. TJ Watt, uh, Tuit, solid. Washington, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. Like that defensive line is awesome. Cool. First two are fine. Tampa Bay, Vita Vea, love him. Yep, if he's um, healthy, JPP, right? healthy. Shaquille Barrett, healthy. Cool. Fine. Three, no big deal. The Rams, I think you get all that because of Aaron Donald. That's what it is. And Leonard Floyd, but outside of that, it's just a bunch of young guys who haven't proven anything. So Dante I can Fowler. understand that. You know, mm-hmm. Dante Dante's gone now. Yeah, gone. yeah, that's right, that's right. Philadelphia is where I draw the line. Like we need to stop. Really, Fletcher Cox, love him. Derek Barnett, no. The Bears, outside of Khalil Mack and um, the big defensive tackle Hicks. The rest of that defensive line is old and not very good. So I would move Philly and, the, and Chicago down. I would put the Jets down, and I would probably go Philly. I mean, sorry, Pittsburgh, Washington, Tampa, Rams, Saints, Niners, Jets. Okay. So six, I think we're out of place by three spots. Because the Bears, Bears and Eagles, they don't scare me. And the Jets... It's just really Quinn Williams, and you're hoping Carl Lawson can give you 10, 12 sacks. I don't, I don't think that's realistic. That's so, true. Yeah. And look, uh, I mean, the Saints have my dude Payne Turner. So they added him. I'm just bringing that up again. But regardless, I, you know, I do think philosophically there's a change to our defense. So yeah. that was just something that popped up to me as I was talking defense was, was this ranking that PFF put out and yeah. had us at nine. But, um, I do think philosophically that that there is a, a slight change. I think yeah. one, it's it's about being able to rotate big bodies and look. I mean, we we've got some really good player, and I love and I love DJ Jones. Mm-hmm. But I I mean, I could see Kerr going right in there and and taking a, a good amount of DJ's reps. I, just from now, mind you, I mean. Let's see how Kerr integrates to the defense and how it all looks and it pans out. But I think Kerr's going to get a lot of play on this yeah. defensive line. I mean, he's he's going to be good. Kevin Givens is 
one of those guys that um, D'Amico's super hyped about. And he's a guy that's, I mean, shit. I mean, his story is incredible to, to go out there and prove himself and and to, to be in a position to really contribute to this defense. I think it's special, you know, his story altogether. But there's a lot of versatility on this defensive line. It's one of the things I'm most excited about. So I, I do think, though, that as much as edge is a big deal uh, and getting the, the, the pass rush there is humongous. I mean, we need to do it, especially for our secondary. But I do think they're, they're saying, hey, you know what? We need to beef up the interior of this line and really, really put pressure on these offensive linemen to, to have to, to body these dudes so that we can, we can continue to get more pressure. And maybe, maybe we are. I mean, D'Amico has committed to playing a fast, attacking, more aggressive defense. So let's, let's take these big bodies in the middle and let's bring some linebacker blitzes and let's, let's start moving these blitzes in all different angles and free up these lanes and just really shut people down. Just, and we've got the players to do it. So let I mean let's see how it all works out. But I'm looking at the just the list of whether it be our our tackles and our ends. I mean they're gonna they're gonna be able to pick and choose matchups and rotate yeah. guys, and it's gonna be nice. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the rotation of the interior. Right, you can move Kinlaw in at nose. You can put DJ Jones in at nose. You can have Kinlaw at the three. You can move Kerr at the three. Kerr can play the five. I've seen Kerr play. The big end that Armstead plays, you have rotation there. You can have kick Armstead in, put Kerr on the other on the big edge on base downs. Um, you know, third down comes around. You got DJ Jones and Kerr in the middle, and you got Ford on one side, Bosa on the other. If Ford's healthy, I'm not really counting on that, but mm-hmm. that's just you know I'm cautiously optimistic there. Base downs, if you want to go with three linebackers, you got a Bukum back there who could probably play Sam, and you have a whole bunch of really unique puzzle pieces because the expectation is to blitz Warner, right? Maybe you don't want to blitz Warner because he's your best coverage linebacker. Sure. Okay, now I can send a Bukum here with a five-man pressure and you still got Tart and Warner taking away linebackers and slot receivers. The defense is going to be exciting and I think they'll maintain that top five status. Overall. I, I agree and I think as much as again, you blitzing Warner is really, really appealing. Like you mentioned, I mean, he is our best coverage linebacker. Yeah. And he, he's the best covered linebacker in the NFL. He was like ranked fourth in coverage among safeties, corners, and everything else. Like he was the fourth ranked player in coverage. Yeah. And that that was, that was, <laughs> it was what, like Ramsey. Uh, was, was that a PFF? I couldn't yeah. remember. Or, you know, that might have been ESPN Next Gen. But they did. They did that top 10 best, best cover, just coverage grades. And yeah, he was legitimately the only linebacker on that list of all DBs. <laughs> and he was fourth. I mean, he he was above, let's see here. Five was Darius Williams. Three was Bryce Callahan. Um, number one, who's actually, you know, I think we need a corner, right? Is there this Xavier? There's this dude down in Miami. Here. Nah, I know. I know we can't. <laughs> but to see our linebacker on a list, um, I mean that that's what he does best, man. I mean, let let him roam around there, let him plug up the middle of the field. And we've got some other guys I think that we can we can if we're gonna commit to blitzing linebackers, I I, th- I think there's another way to go about that. But I think Fred's gonna be asked to do everything this year. He's gonna have to continue to improve on his in the run game, you know, shoring up tackles, getting in there, closing things out, because in terms of coverage, I mean he is as good as it gets. Yeah, I mean that, and and if there's one thing you want to nitpick for a 24, 25 year old, it's let's continue to work on shoring up our tackles, getting in there and helping out in the run game. I mean, if that's one thing, because that's the if you you want to talk about linebackers, that was the in terms of all around. I mean, Bobby Wagner did everything well. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the run game, in the pass game, and Fred is so much just on another level in coverage. Yeah. And I can't wait to see him improve these other little parts of his game that he's already very good at, but those are some things there. So let's see. I mean, we can do so many things with the players that we've brought in. And I, I do like the idea of DJ Jones on passing downs and Kerr in there pretty much yeah. all the other times. So, Yeah, absolutely. I think the Niners are going to have a 
slight change in philosophy, maybe less edge pressure, more interior pressure. Um, also, probably try to get rid of that wide nine look, be a little bit more stout in the run game as a mm-hmm. as, instead of how they have been the last couple of years. I know they haven't been terrible. Wide nine is susceptible to big runs in the middle. And you know? we, yeah, I, 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 that's my one biggest. I didn't like it. I'm, I never I'm really a, liked I'm a defense nine. guy. I, I love, you know, me. I'm, I mean, my, the first adult jersey I ever bought for myself was Patrick Willis. I mean, I, I'm all about, I'm all about the trenches and linebackers. I'm all about yeah. that. And the one thing I just, I want to get back to doing at a really high level is stopping the run. And yeah. I'm saying at a high level. Like I want to do level. that at a high level, like, like when it was Pat and Bowman and Alden and Justin Smith, and we were, we were very good at stopping the run. And that's they something a whole season without a hundred yard rusher. Yeah. And I mean, and that's something that, you know, we're, we're a little more bend don't break kind of defense now where we give up some chunks on the ground. And especially if we've got a mobile quarterback and I mean, look, it's, it's a tough defense is tough in the, in today's NFL. It's, it's just a tough, it's, it's tough, but I'd like to get, I'd like to get back to being a stout run defense kind of team. Let's shut it down. Let's make them one dimensional and let's bring in those pass rushers and just, just murder quarterbacks. Yeah. That is the hope. That is the hope. Um, this defense should stay top five. We have a healthy quarterback competition. We didn't even get to the corners, but we'll have a healthy cornerback competition. No, there's no competition, man. There's no quarterback competition. No, I'm talking about corner. Cornerback. Oh, corner. Oh, I just want to co- – yeah. coach, coach said there was no quarterback. Corner yeah. is uh, going to yeah. be interesting. Yeah, corner. Andrew Thomas, Emmanuel Mosley, that should be good. Um, but, yeah, we're going to get out of here. That should do it. The Niners do practice tomorrow. Again, no pads until the sixth practice. So the next five will be just, you know, T-shirts and and, and shorts and uh, some really cool highlight plays. But until next week, I'm Javi. That is Fern. Check us out on Twitter at 4th and Gold Podcast. Check me out on Twitter at JavierVeg underscore. Check out my guy, Fernando, here at DZ0880. We have some more content coming on the 49ers Gold website. Uh, today, my guy Vinny dropped a piece on why the Niners shouldn't rush Jimmy Garoppolo out the door. And we are making a transition for the website to kind of just really cover all Bay Area sports. So our uh, newest member, Marissa, did a really great piece on the San Francisco Giants and how they've exceeded expectations. Fernando and I are Niner, or Yankees fans. They did make a trade today for Joey Gallo. Season's over. Anyways, I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, let's talk. We'll yeah. talk about the Giants. We'll talk about the Giants. We'll about the Giants. That's what you guys want to talk uh, about. We'll, we'll take care of that. And we'll, there'll be some Warriors <laughs> coverage for the draft. NBA drafts tomorrow. Fernando, the Lakers have any picks? Yeah, you'll see. You'll see, man. You'll see when <laughs> when Schroeder and Kuzma. You'll see, man. Okay. We got, we got stuff up our sleeves, bro. Don't and you then, worry about uh, us. And then, of course, some San Jose Shark coverage and Oakland A's. We will get to that as well. The other football team is out of there. They're in Vegas. We don't talk about them. Um, But until then, this is the 4th and Gold Podcast. I'm Javi. That's Fern. Everyone stay safe. Peace. Peace.